Welcome to the show, Five Star Fam. I'm AJ, and this is Michael. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. Welcome to another episode of Five Stripe Weekly, and LA United, they just took a drubbing from New York Red Bulls. It was, uh, yeah, not a banner night, it wasn't a banner day, it was just, uh, yeah, I mean, the the Unified team did a lot better than we did, I'll tell you that, and uh, it was fantastic for them, really not good for the first team, but uh, yeah, you know. 4-0, it, it didn't really feel really like a full 4-0. Uh, it just got worse and worse kind of as the night went on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, because, you know, early on we looked decent in our play in terms of being able to keep possession. And that's just the, you know, that's how they lull you into the false sense of confidence. And we definitely did that. 1-0, though, in the 32nd minute. Uh, yeah. It's just what they do, you know. They uh, they find those uh, those mistakes, and those mistakes there were. And uh, yeah, there was uh, a throw in that Andrew Gutman, yeah, fell asleep a little bit on. And yep, uh, another another time, the same same yeah. you know new uh, new day, same story kind of thing, right? Um, another inflicted goal based on a dead ball situation and another situation based on a issue that Andrew Gutman had. Yeah. I mean, it keeps happening. Um, <laughs> I, I love his offensive production and his midfield, you know, him running up and down like crazy. It's great. But I mean, they know it's, it's the, it's the place to attack us and to find some joy and they keep doing it. And the tape is out there and boy, are they running it back over and over again on us? Right. Because, uh, yeah, they're running riot on that, uh, you know, most teams in the league. Because, yeah, either there's space in behind or there's, you know, moments of madness. But, uh, yeah, you know, and uh, we'd go super in-depth into all this, but we also went super in-depth in the live stream post-match. So uh, definitely check that out for uh, more of that. But in terms of, uh, you know... The rest of this match for us in this episode, uh, yeah, you know, 45th minutes, they doubled their lead, uh, just more disorganization, and uh, we didn't clear the ball from our half, and yeah, they, uh, yeah, they just were able to take advantage uh, of us turning it over and then uh, creating a fast break, and uh, yeah, Christian Caceres Jr., he uh, he kind of terrorized us a little bit in this match, and uh, yeah. Scored it past uh, Guzan, who I think should have done a little bit better here. But I think that's probably the uh, the story of the season for most of our goalkeepers, unfortunately. Yeah, we... Uh, we Right now, it's really bad in terms of... Uh, we, we are the highest conceding side, uh, tied for anyway. So... Uh, you know, it's just, we're only surpassing that by just the number of goals that we score uh, sans this past match, which, uh, yeah, New York Red Bulls just always have our number. We, of course, beat them earlier this season, but just, yeah, the Red Bull Arena is just a house of horrors. We fail to get it done pretty much every time. But, uh, yeah, and so in uh, in that uh uh, second half, uh, they added two more goals. Frankie Amaya, a deflection, and then there was another deflection uh, for the fourth goal. That, uh, yeah, I mean, those, I wouldn't really say it's maybe as bad on Brad Guzan, but, uh, you know, definitely the uh, the first goal, being, uh, getting beat at the near post is just, yeah, especially when it's really not... Uh, I don't think really that hard hit of a shot, but um, but it is you know the reaction time when you're a little bit older. I mean, it happens. But uh, in terms of yeah, I mean anything good that came out of this match. I mean, was there anything that uh, you saw? No one got particularly injured, yeah. so that was good. There we um, go. Kind of like moving on to the next game with a full complement. Mm -hmm. um, aside from international duty stuff um what, what i want to say though like kind of to just kind of put that game to bed mm -hmm. 
is the fact that what, what this leaves me with is this feeling that I, I have a really hard time predicting Atlanta United's outcomes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like one game they'll just like, okay, they'll like, all right, we're looking real good. The next game after that, it's like, what is this team? Like, just completely falling apart. Uh, it's so just all over the place. I, I mean, and it's not just me. A lot of the guys in Discord too are like, like I, it's 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 almost futile to try and be like, yeah, I think this is what the uh, the end result is going to be because it's almost never like that. I I can't believe it's still able to surprise everyone every game. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much that. It's uh, it's not inspiring confidence, and that's that's the issue. Is uh, I mean, yeah. One game we look like world beaters, and then the next game, sometimes the very next game, we will look like the most dire team in the league. And uh, I mean, I've I've followed teams that have been like this in the past. It's it's tough. Yeah, you uh, you pretty much it's feast or famine, and it's not the most fun uh, for neutrals. It's very fun because, yeah, it's entertainment value is there for LA United fans. I forgot what you're going to get. Right, exactly. For LA United fans, it is a little too much of a, uh, yeah, we need, like, we need to up our hospital bills, up our insurance uh, premiums because it's just, yeah, it requires a lot of stress uh, resolving to, uh, to follow this team right now. And it's just, uh, yeah, I think I'd prefer, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I, I mentioned this uh, during the, the live stream. We are pretty much embodying what Darren Eels talked about as the type of team that he wanted to build, which is, you know, teams that win 4-3 and all that type of stuff. But, yeah, like, uh, you know, the, I think the key point there is that win, teams that win 4-3 <laughs> we we're losing 4-0 on uh, some really dire looking you know attacks sometimes so it's uh, it's what this match was uh, yes we were without Miles Robinson, Derek Etienne, Jay Fortune I think Jay Fortune was a miss in this midfield uh, yeah he uh, when he's been in He's allowed some dynamism that we've uh, not allowed, but he's provided some dynamism that we've needed in midfield. And uh, yeah, you know, basically Tiago Mata on an island. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty much that way for a lot of uh, a lot of fans right now, and it's just uh, it's not the most inspiring uh, when he's in there. And yeah, there's a transfer rumor that's. Uh, of uh, maybe someone that, you know, not the same position, but maybe could take uh, the place of of him. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get on that and uh, see if there's... Uh, yeah, I know. To, exactly. Right. To just subsidize, really. But, uh, but either way, anyway, uh, we'll wrap a bow on that match. And yes, our next match will be against the Philadelphia Union on Sunday. And we will have that preview for you later on in this episode. But that gets us into the news. And the standings look like this. Uh, we are currently in sixth, uh, just under Columbus and right above Orlando City. So at the very least, we have that, but uh, not for long if we can't keep some sort of semblance of good form. And uh, yes, we did, of course, lose our undefeated streak uh, with this past match, uh, the one shining light in this uh, pretty dire form, I would say, because we've won, I think, two out of our last 11. Not good. Not good, Bob. But... Uh, yeah, it's uh, currently where we are. But uh, yeah, the uh, getting into some of the news uh, that's uh, good <laughs> is uh, Tiago Hamada and Yorgos Yakumakis. They have made or been named to the 2023 All-Star Game roster. And uh, yeah, 
in terms of uh, some of the players that have also been named to it. Uh, the commissioner picks named also uh, Chicago Fire's Kai Kamara and CF Montreal's Matthew Schwanier. Uh, and uh, some other notable players, uh, a former uh, Atlanta United player in John Gallagher, who, uh, yeah, you know, of course, we shipped off to Austin FC. He will be making that as well. Uh, as well as, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, someone that's, uh, I'm surprised didn't make this, actually, is Brandon Vasquez. And, uh, yeah, he's not in here. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a big snub. I mean, he's been very, very good. But uh, maybe, yeah, not at the prolific pace that he was last year for FC Cincy. But still, I mean, uh, yeah, he's getting Europe interest. It's interesting. Go on. There are, yeah, it's pretty much, that's what it is. I mean, it's strikers. It's, um, you know, essentially the attack is where a lot of teams spend money. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of other areas that uh, a lot of, teams will skimp out on like we do with our midfield but uh yeah so in terms of uh the the all-star jersey that was also revealed what are your thoughts on that michael uh i thought it's okay it's not great it's not bad i mean i think what was the last year it was the um that's just like all black was it yeah mm -hmm. yeah i mean and this is like all black and then it has this kind of like starburst kind of shape um kind of shooting out um with like what is it red kind of coming out a bit red accent um i mean it's yeah it's a it's better like it's a little bit like oh uh, eye popping but i mean it's not i mean it's it's not a jersey i'm gonna get it's not interesting to me really um i think we had some better ones in the past i think the one uh that miguel amaron played on i think that was like 2017 or something um that one was pretty neat yeah, the blue um, one. Yeah, with the yeah, uh, yeah. stars. Yeah, the one for Atlanta uh, when we had the All-Star game. You know, of course, it was all white with a little bit of a, kind of um, some touches of, yeah, kind of like a little bit uh, Chiefs, a little bit, you know, Atlanta Braves-ish kind of accents. Yeah, ours was, yeah, like cream, and it was okay. Like, uh, yeah, it was, it, it could have been better. I mean, it's these, like... It's like Rob Lowe wearing the uh, NFL hat. It's pretty much like, you know, uh, there's not really a point to getting these, but I can I can get it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, is is Arsenal going to look better than us on the field? Yes. That's just what it comes down to. It depends. So at least you at least you'd want to look better than the other team, but I guess right. not. I mean, it, it'll depend because uh, our away kits this season. Woo! I don't know, but uh, yeah, and so. I don't know if the, the team is going to, like, in terms of Arsenal, are going to reveal those during the All-Star game. It might behoove them to do that. Um, but uh, I would say they should probably stick with the primary ones uh, for this match. I would, yeah, it would probably look a lot better. But uh, because, yeah, if it's, like, two eyesores, <laughs> it would just render the game unwatchable. But Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're trying to, like, sell, you know, the... You know, the the EPL trying to sell their brand overseas. Yeah. Then you know you'd want to wear your, you know, um, your your brand, which is the uniform, the kit that you're known around the world for. So yeah. of course it would make sense for me at least for them yeah. to play with it on. So yeah. it would be weird for me if they played away. Exactly. So yeah, uh, if and that's the thing. It's like I think it will be a good kind of difference. Uh, it won't be clashing. So yeah, the uh, I think the red with the the white. Uh, shoulders, sleeves, uh, will probably look the best against uh, you know this uh, this stuff. But speaking of as well, uh, there will be a new training top for July fourth, and it's the Captain America uh, Marvel and Adidas collaboration. You already covered your face, a little face palm. Uh, let us know your thoughts on that one, man. We need, we need to get Adidas. We need. To, I know we just signed a contract with Adidas, but I'd be, I'd be happy if when we go with like Nike or someone else, yeah. like like Hummel or something. I just, man, dude, some of these. I mean, the 
I mean, the jerseys with, like, the shoulder stripes on, like, uh, two years ago or something. I just, I don't know. There's just been so many, I'm just not into it kind of jerseys. Yeah. That I'm like, okay, we're just moving on, trying something new. And it just keeps, and this is just another example of it just being another miss for me. So it's like, keep them coming, I guess. I don't know. People love it. I don't Not me, though. Yeah. Because, yeah, there, there was the one uh, of yesteryear that was kind of like the New England Revolution kit or logo rather and that one was hideous this one this squiggly line shit is ugly uh it, it is it is quite bad but uh <laughs> it is every team's gonna be pretty much wearing it uh I, it's also this adidas is not gonna go anywhere uh they just uh you know they have Messi, you know pretty much uh signing a a sweetheart deal with uh, all that with the league and all that uh it's gonna be a while and nike nike can be hit or miss too so i mean yeah i think the best thing probably would be that uh just allow each team to you know kind of figure out their own sponsor but you know it can be pretty bad too because sometimes you will get the uh you know kappa jerseys or the <laughs> And those, those are usually, I mean, while bold, usually pretty hideous too. So either way, uh, we'll move on swiftly from that. And uh, yes, LA United, the uh, League's Cup, they announced uh, that the group stage match against Cruz Azul uh, will be changed to Saturday at 7 p.m. Uh, it was originally scheduled to be 8 p.m. But uh, so, yeah, that allows, uh, I don't know, to... For people to party after the match a little bit earlier, I suppose. Cool. Awesome. Uh, but, yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, that that would have been a little bit more rough on a Saturday. But, uh, but on to the transfer rumor of the week. Uh, and, wow, yes, we finally have a transfer rumor. It's insane. It's been really quiet. But... Yeah, uh, we have the first one, and it's uh, from French journalist Loic Tanzi, who uh, reports that LA United, they're competing with two German clubs for 26-year-old midfielder, uh, defensive midfielder Tristan Muyumba from EA Gwingamp. And uh, I'm butchering all this, by the way, and you can roast me in the comments. But, uh, but according to Tanzi, yeah. Uh, Gangdam is how I think you pronounce it. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. That's my guess. There you that's go. what the phonetics say. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah. And yeah, it could be that we're the landing spots. Uh, and I mean, you know, he's a player that's, uh, at least according to transfer markets, uh, estimated transfer value at $1 million. Uh, Yeah. And yeah. In terms of his career, it's been pretty start stop. He's been at quite a few uh, clubs, but uh, yeah, last season he played 35 of the 38 games with 30 starts for Gwingamp, or how did you say it? Gangam. Gangam. Uh, and uh, yeah, in terms of those uh, those matches, uh, yeah, I mean, Michael's got some stats that we can kind of go through and we can assess to see if maybe he will be worth it. But, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it'll be interesting. Go ahead. Yeah, so this guy's born in Paris, France. So he's going to occupy an international roster spot. Um, and, boy, does he come in a small package. This guy's 5 foot 4 inches or 1.65 meters. Um, <laughs> he's not going to be helping us on any uh, set pieces or anything like that probably. But uh, he does have some strengths that lie elsewhere. Like we said, he's a defensive midfielder. He f uh, plays with his right foot primarily. And uh, like, uh, so he played with in the French second division, division, and their team that he played on came in sixth this year. Uh, it's funny because we're also in sixth this year right now. Um, and one thing I thought was a little interesting, but then I looked a little bit closer into it and it's a little less interesting, is that he played a whole six minutes for a Belgian first tier or first division team, uh, Cercle Brugge, or Bruges, however you pronounce that, on on loan from 2017 to 2018. So he got six whole minutes on that team. That's his only first top flight team experience in his entire career, which 
is a little like a bit of a head scratcher for me when he's 26 and we're looking to sign this guy. Um, last year, like, yeah, he just said he played in 35 games. Um, he had 41 interceptions. That's 1.39 per game. Uh, and 47 tackles. That's 1.6 per game. Uh, and he had two assists and zero goals last season. So overall, it doesn't sound like a home run signing. It doesn't sound like this guy is going to revolutionize anything or really um, set the league on notice. He's not that type of signing. I don't think he's supposed to be. I think you're looking at someone to replace, uh, and Henry Higuaita did some good reporting on this. His speculation was maybe replacing like a U22 like Sosa or uh, another uh, player like Ibarra. Um, and so it's not going to be a DP. It's going to be kind of a guy that just kind of gets over the hump and hopefully he can be something a little bit more for us because that's how Atlanta United had that's how Atlanta United had dominated other teams in the past. They signed players, they had players who weren't DPs, but they were veterans. They had a lot of experience. They were smart and they could still turn people inside and out. So Hopefully this guy can do that. If you look, I don't know, um, I don't know if we can link it in the description or something like that, but he does have a highlight reel out. And if you watch a lot of his footwork, he has some he has some techers. He has some stuff he can do. Um, and it's not to me to the level of like a Darlington Nabby or something like that. Of course it wouldn't be, he's not at a DP level, but he is he looks relatively good and not only that the most important thing for me the most interesting thing that i noticed and at least the highlight is he looked like he was he had, he went after the game he pushed forward very progressive when he was looking to move the ball it wasn't lateral or backwards it wasn't taking his time it was a lot of one touches quick back and forth give and go that kind of thing and that kind of dynamism is something that's sorely missed in our defensive end, specifically in our midfield. So um, that's kind of my summary. Uh, I don't even, I mean, in all this, just to say, we don't even know if we're going to get them. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. So, you know, that's the summary. Um, and I'll leave it to you, AJ. Yeah. And, you know, so height isn't everything, of course. Uh, and he looks pretty pacey. Exactly, and uh, you know uh, he's, he's a French midfielder who uh, is undersized, and uh, you know there's a very famous one in terms of N'Golo Kante who just got a buku of money in Saudi Arabia, uh, and of course won everything in England. Uh, you know, so obviously he's not at that level, but of course uh, N'Golo Kante he uh, came from you know the very humble beginnings as well. So yeah, you never know. Uh, maybe this is a gem that is being uncovered. There's also, uh, I think, maybe some likenesses uh, in terms of another player in this league in Diego Chara, who, uh, you know, undersized, has been a stalwart for Portland Timbers. And so, uh, you know, if he, if he is even, a, you know, three-fourths of the player of Diego Chara, I'll take that. So, uh, you know, I think it might provide something different uh, into our midfield. But uh, you start to wonder, like, uh, you know, who's who's the odd man out? We pretty much have already three defensive midfielders on our roster right now in Franco Ibarra, Santiago Sosa, and Ozzy Alonso. So somebody is going to be, uh, you know, maybe leaving uh, at that point. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll find out. But, uh, yeah, let us know in the comments below what you think uh, and if this will be a worth it signing for you. But uh, let's move on to the really disheartening stab you in the front news. Tata Martino is now the officially manager of Inter Miami. And, uh, yeah, of course, he won the MLS Cup with us in 2018 and has, of course, managed Newell's Old Boys, Paraguay, Barcelona, and Mexico. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's just going to be so weird. And Argentina, of course. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be really weird. Yeah, seeing him on the other side, we're going to be playing him a lot. And, uh, yeah, Jose Martinez there as well. It's, uh, it's just Atlanta United 3. I mean, this is... Yeah, annoying, and Atlanta South, and yeah, Messi's gonna 
join them as well, of course. And they are in the dredges. Uh, this season's probably a write-off for them. But, uh, yeah, I imagine this offseason's going to be bananas. Uh, but, uh, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on Tata Martino joining Inter Miami? It's, I mean, I think everyone is going to feel a little sad seeing him uh, playing against us. I think, though, uh, the mature kind of fans will understand that we want to see him succeed. Don't ever want to see a previous uh, player and or uh, coach just not do well. Um, I just hope when he plays against us, he doesn't do well. Um, so that's the way I'll see it, like emotionally speaking, like the damage that's been done that way. Um, I think like in terms of what he can do for them, I mean, if he's got the same types of personnel that he had on Atlanta, which I'm not sure they do yet, even with Messi, um, then like I don't think that they have a Miguel Amaron style player um, that, that can just blow a game apart yet. Uh, so we'll see if they can find someone like that. And if they do, God help everybody. Because if Tata gets a hold of that and can reign control and then push it against other teams, it's it's going to be, and with Messi as the engine, it'll be even more devastating than 2018 Atlanta United. And that team ate the league alive. So, um, I, I mean... We're, I, that's why I keep saying, like, and everyone keeps looking, like, where's the transfer rumors for Atlanta United? Because we're gonna have to get some firepower. We're gonna have to get, you know, something to 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 keep up and to fight back. Because if they get someone like that can just connect everything um, and make like make this team something similar to the 2018 Atlanta United that Tata apparently really really loves to to, to play like, um, we're in trouble. So we need something to answer that. Yeah. I mean, he's a uh, he's a guy uh, that can really, uh, you know, obviously, uh, what's the word? But he obviously knows how to win in this league, and he, proven, proven yeah, coach. Proven. And it's that uh, it's yeah, yeah. I would have preferred him to you know join a West Coast team, so we wouldn't have to see him as much. But uh, it is what it is. And uh, yep, Dr. Martino. No, with Inter Miami, but uh, yeah. So moving on to uh, yeah, Miles Robinson. He is apparently available to play for the U.S. Men's National Team, uh, and uh, yeah, you know, full transparency. We are filming this on a Wednesday night. He didn't make the eleven, but uh, yeah, you know, either way, it's good that he is back to health. But uh, yeah. On to the other bit of transfer news is that LA United announced that they transferred goalkeeper Vicente Reyes to Norwich FC, Norwich City FC rather, uh, in the English Championship. And uh, yeah, in terms of that, I mean, of course, uh, he and Justin Garces were kind of the uh, the kind of duo that uh, were being touted from our academy. And um, yeah, he uh, he's been with us since. The inaugural academy class, and yeah, the he was also part of the inaugural U13 team. Uh, yeah, signed a professional contract with the United Two in 2022, but uh, yeah, he has also made uh, yeah the Chile international uh, team at uh, the youth level, and so it's it's tough to uh, to see you know a goalkeeper in which. Uh, you know, can make a championship squad when we're that dire in shot stopping right now. And yep, kind of annoying to see that. But uh, yeah, you have any thoughts on Reyes uh, is, know, uh, being sold? Yeah, is Norwich City, um, are they being promoted sometimes? Are they in like no. striking distance of kind of being promoted? Uh, I mean, basically, if they do well, I mean, they could obviously get promoted. But yep, English championship yeah. is where they lie right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was reading somewhere that they were like, not a favorite, but like somewhere in the running to possibly. So like, if he goes there, he could possibly be seeing himself in the Premier League in a couple years or something like that. So yeah. um, that could be cool if that's a team that I mean, because I remember that was the team that uh, that Sergeant was on for a while from the United States, right? And they were, I remember they were in the Premier League for a, for a hot minute. Yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, hopefully they can make it back because. You know, you love to see our types of players um, doing well abroad because that, you know, builds our brand, right. makes people see us in a really nice light. So, um, and that's contagious. So we get more more players, sell off more players. So right. um, that'd be cool. Um, 
yeah, it's it's a little like bittersweet that I think AJ was hinting at it earlier with like us getting rid of a I mean not getting rid of, but like he wants his career to blossom and this is a perfect way to do that. So you can't hold him back for that. Um, but it's like why didn't we use this guy earlier? Why didn't we have him when Goose was struggling? Why didn't we have him when some of the other keepers were um, you know, iffy? Um, like for instance, Rocco's Rios Novos was the, our guy for a while. I mean, he, he wasn't doing very good, so maybe this guy should have gotten a look. I know he was much younger, but still, um, if he is this, you know, phenom going to England and he was for the Chilean national team, I mean, the senior team, like that means he's pretty good. So, I mean, it's like all the indications are pointing this, this we had a talent on our hands here. And the, the fact that he never saw the first team when we had some guys who very much floundered, it's a little bit of a head scratcher. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of roster roster structure rules that uh, probably prevented it probably from being, a, you know, maybe the, the first choice of doing that. But still, either way, yeah. You know, from Raul Gudino to Rocco Rios Novo to uh, Quentin Westberg. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, you know, we probably could have, uh, yeah, maybe given him a debut and just see what we had at this level, but not the case, unfortunately. But uh, anyway, so we'll move on. Uh, but uh, Atlanta United two, they scored four goals in the second half to come back from a uh, two-nil deficit to win four-two against NYCFC two on Sunday night. And uh, Nick Firmino, he scored his ninth and 10th goal of the season already. And Jonathan Bilal, he scored his uh, first, or recorded his first two uh, assists of the year. And uh, Jackson Conway and Aiden McFadden also scored to secure three points. Conway scored a penalty. Uh, but yes, really, really great stuff from the twos. Uh, pretty much the reverse uh, scoreline. Yep. We pretty much probably should and uh but they'll return to action on friday july 9th so it'll be a little bit of time uh but uh nick Firmino, he was also voted uh the mls next pro player of the match day and uh yeah i mean it's well deserved it, he's a player that just uh can't stop scoring and hopefully he can start doing that for la united because we need the goals. But uh, anyway, last bit of news is that Paulo Neto, our EMLS player, he is the only one in the EMLS circuit to qualify for the FIFA E World Cup. And that's for the third consecutive year. So he is representing Atlanta United very well uh, in the esports world. So congrats to him. Yeah, that qualification took place in London. Uh, and there was a... Uh, FIFA Global Series 2023 playoffs where the best 64 gamers got together. So that's fantastic. I mean, that's a lot of players. He rose to the top. Really great stuff. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, but awesome. Uh, that's pretty much the news. Uh, and that gets us into the match preview in which we have a very special guest. So we have a very special guest, John Zapata, also known as El Parcero Philly, joins the show. Welcome. What's going on, guys? Well, I'm happy to be back on Atlanta United Fan TV. It's Philly. It's Atlanta. We're back at it. I'm excited to talk about this with you, brother. Indeed. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping not for a drubbing, like always, it seems like right now. It's, uh, yeah, you guys, uh, even with, you know, the uh, kind of like... It's not the the best form, I would say, but still, you guys are making your way up towards the, the conference. And uh, yeah, fourth in the Eastern Conference, 10 wins, four draws, five losses, beat Inter-Miami. That's easy, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, for now at least, exactly. Oh, yeah, no, we, we talked about that earlier in this episode, but yeah, it is, uh, man, it's LA United... Three, really, <laughs> in a sense. But yeah, it will be Sunday. It will be at the Benz, Atlanta United versus Philly Union. And uh, you guys, you guys have uh, some big strengths, but some, uh, you know, in the the off season, some big, big uh, kind of departures. Corey Burke, 
uh, you know, Paxton Aronson. I mean, you know, how do you guys, uh, how do you feel about the roster at the moment? I mean, you guys are doing pretty well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel good about it. Obviously, room for improvement for sure. Obviously, you lose Paxton, you lose Corey. They really haven't been able to find those replacements per se. That's some serious stuff you had coming off the bench there. Paxton had a creative creativity ability. Just obviously, Daniel Gazek's playing on MVP pace. Can't really get out there. And Corey Burke was just a different, you know, bull to kind of deal with. And it's, you know, it's the 60th minute. Backlines are tired. You know, he's coming at you full speed with that size. So you kind of have lost that. So Ernst and then the front office went out and got some MLS depth pieces. Joaquin Torres, um, you were uh, also able to bring on this Pereira and of course Damian Lowe into the squad as well. Damian Lowe has been exceptional for sure. Um, Joaquin Torres started off with a bang, had one of the best assists I've seen in a union uniform by any player, uh, and then kind of just slowly dwindled away. He's kind of struggling to kind of find his form and, and just his fit on the squad in general. And then Pereira's in the uh, the infamous uh, curtain dog pound, which we don't know but what that's all about. But regardless, right now this team is really strong, obviously sitting fourth, and they did not start the season off on a high note. As you know very well, Champions League takes up a lot of your, your mindset in the early parts of the season. So the Union did struggle with that. But now all eyes are on MLS out of US Open Cup as well cares about leagues right? but in all seriousness um all eyes are on mls we are working on trying to get back to that form you saw last summer i still think that depth is still an issue with this team but i mean it's it's still the 11's pretty much still there um, we'll talk about some of the the, the key missing pieces for sunday but uh, this is still a really strong squad aj and yeah, I mean, it is uh, something that does strike fear into my heart anyway, still. Uh, I mean, even without Zerbilko, who, yeah, you know, terrorized us, you guys didn't really love him. Obviously, you guys shipped him off to uh, Chicago, but... Uh, Dude, you guys got him paid. I hope you realize yeah, that. that. That match in CCL, and then he gets the golden boot. Chicago's like, yeah, we need that, and they're kind of paying for it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, yeah, they're uh, they're dire form right now in Chicago. But uh, yeah, in, in terms of uh, Jim Curtin, I mean, you know, and I guess the expectations going into the season, uh, all the pundits pretty much had you guys first or second. N nothing lower than that and uh i mean do you feel like you guys are underperforming uh do you feel like you're probably right where you should be or you feel like there's still room to grow sure always room for growth again that early part of the season really did mess with kind of what this team this this team in the standings at the moment in the table but they are finding their ground and that's why i do feel good about it look cincinnati's playing really well and they're finding a way to keep their players, which is remarkable. Bob Brenner, I think he's he'll be here for the rest of the season, I believe. But he got sold off. Vasquez, you know, right. any yeah. minute now, he's probably gets sold. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 that's going to be tough to kind of catch. And to me, I'm, I'm not per se worried about that. This team has proven in a playoff-like situation they can survive. It is funny, though, because uh, I, I always think back at that 2019 playoff loss, and that was so heartbreaking for me. But... The way you guys kind of beat us and the way you guys kind of were back in those days, you guys were fast. You could beat teams in any different way. And this union team now is kind of built in a similar fashion where they have speed, can beat you in different ways. And it's funny how that playoff match really set up where this team is right now. And I've changed a lot, but going forward, I mean, obviously, this team won the Eastern Conference last year, made the Eastern Conference of the year prior for a reason. So, I would feel pretty confident here. Yeah, indeed. And as well, I mean, uh, yeah, I was kind of low-key rooting for you guys in the MLS Cup, but uh, yeah, wasn't <laughs> Thanks, meant to be. Oh, for sure. But uh, yeah, and I'm sure, yeah, there's some uh, unfinished business in that regard. I mean, you guys have already won a shield before, so it's, you know, you have that feeling. So I'm sure it's uh, FC Sensi. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, let them have it, whatever, if they're uh, flying away with it. And there's and, and real quick there's that sense aj because you know a lot of guys contracts are up in the winter right um it feels like that window with this iteration of the union is is closing i mean Ernst and jim you know you, you see tom bogart's reporting upon it so there is that sense of urgency like we gotta get it done now if not it may never happen so that sense of urgency is definitely felt right now mm -hmm. no doubt but uh yeah you know uh in terms of 
uh, prognosticating this match. And so, you know, it's a it's a 4 p.m. match. Uh, and Atlanta just got drubbed, <laughs> like previously. And I'm not feeling great, but at the Benz, we have a better chance. We'll say this. And, uh, but in terms of unavailable players for you guys, it's not many, right? So obviously the big ones are no Blake, like obviously with gold cups, um, duties, same thing with Damian Lowe. Um, those are really the main guys that are going to be out and pretty much health wise. We have been staying intact. Ali Bedoya has been battling injuries for the most part for most of the season. He's been back the last two matches and you can tell the form has definitely changed for this team. Just a different animal when he's out there. Um, but overall, everyone is, is still in pack. But obviously, no Blake. That's definitely huge, and you know that, man. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, yeah, he uh, he always stands on his head against us. It's uh, against most teams in the league, yes. But uh, oh, You'll have to go with Joe Bandic, man. <laughs> yeah, which uh, we usually have more luck. We don't have Joseph Martinez to uh, embarrass him. But uh, <laughs> but still, some uh, you know second-string goalkeepers still do the business against us sometimes. And it's, uh, yeah, that's, that, that bit is annoying. But uh, yeah, for Atlanta... Uh, mostly, it's probably going to be Eric Lopez out, Miles Robinson out on international duty. Who, uh, yeah, we earlier in the episode talked about uh, him returning from his hamstring injury. So that, at the very least, uh, you know, we feel a little bit better about his health prospects. He still won't be back for a while, but uh, so you know that will be annoying. But uh, let's get into those predicted starting 11s. So uh, for Philly, what do you think? Yeah, so uh, for Philly this year, I know when you've seen Philly come into town or you come here, it's been the 4-4-2 diamond. That's been a staple since Ernst Tanner has arrived. Things have kind of changed a little bit this year. You've seen a lot of that three-back set. Um, they've been running a little bit of 3-4-1-2. It gives you the option of putting the best 11 players out there. Damian Lowe has truly been a top 11 player for the squad, so you've been able to put him out there. Obviously, he's not there. There's been kind of running back to diamond with it. Um, it looks stale against Orlando. It looked much better against Miami, but like you mentioned, you know, many people these days are looking really, really good against Miami. But I think in this one, again, you're just going to have to stick to that diamond. Bendik and goal. Uh, Wagner as your left back. Uh, your two center backs, Glezit and Elliott. We'll see if Glezit gets another little, little, little rocket from out uh, from deep again. Um, we'll have, uh, I think on the right-hand side, I, I personally want Harriel out there, and Baizu's been getting a little bit of the nod, uh, which is funny because he was also on the dog dog pound, but, you know, Jim was kind of steering away from a little bit since, after that CCL elimination game in LA, but um, I could see him Baizu getting the start, but I would like Harriel to be in there considering his one-on-one -on -one defending skills. Um, and on that turf as well. But your diamond midfield, Leon at the left, El Brujo Martinez. Let's give him his give him his praise. MLS All-Star here. Uh, Ali Bedoya at the right. Uh, Daniel Gazak at the tip of the diamond. And then uh, Car uh, Carranza and Ure. Two forwards up top there finding their form as well. And obviously the key for this lineup is trying to slow down the top three. Gazak, Carranza, and Ure. Those guys have a serious partnership, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, Carranza, he scored against us last time, I think, if I could recall. And, uh, yeah, he has been a little bit of a thorn in our side, uh, even when he was not with your side. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, definitely that's a player that I look to to uh, hopefully we can shut down. Unfortunately, we don't have Miles Robinson. So we are relying on a center back pairing that has not been... Uh, What's the word? Uh, not been reliable. I would say that. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Brad Guzan uh, for me between the sticks, uh, and it's been <laughs> trouble. We have uh, been one of the, if not the worst shot stopping team in the league. So more of that. So you guys are, yeah, you just got to take shots, really. I mean, and they likely will go in, but. Uh, <laughs> The, uh, the back line will probably look like Lennon, Purata, Abram, and Gutman, and uh, Abara and Sadich for me in the uh, midfield, along with Almada, the all-star, of course. On the wings, uh, I think we're going to continue with uh, Wolf and Wiley as kind of more of the traditional wingers, and Yakumakis, who can hopefully, uh, yeah, you know, if he starts, he can score. 
and hopefully you guys can't shut him down because yeah, he uh, he is he is a beast. He can manhandle some defenses, and uh, you know it's a good test. It's a good test against this Philly side. So that will be very very interesting how uh, that goes down. But uh, let's get into that score prediction then. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, like, there may be the perception this may be an easy one for Philly, but, I mean, you know very well, traveling in this league is never easy. Atlanta, I mean, I still see you guys are putting up numbers in attendance. It's never easy to play in the bends with the crowd, with the turf. Um, so I still think it's going to be close. I think that this the union, however, they're finding themselves. It is the, it is the summer now. Summer is when they do find themselves typically. Um, so I think that the Union will walk away with the win, but I think it's going to be one where it may take like an 85th minute goal by Leon Flock again or something like that. Um, I think a one nothing win for Philly and they walk away with three points, but I do not think it'll be easy here for Philly. Okay. Uh, yeah, I hope my uh, heart isn't broken like that. And because uh, <laughs> I'd rather it be just early. It'd be like, okay, well, this is what it is uh all right we'll just deal with it for the rest of the game if we can't score or whatever but we are a side that scores a bunch we also let in a lot of goals i think there's gonna be a lot of goals i think there's gonna be four goals in this match but uh, that'd be fun that'd be fun especially yeah. and, and by the way i can't tell you how excited i am we've been getting these saturday night games i miss afternoon football all right, like give me my afternoon soccer again, man. Yeah. But this is gonna be this is gonna be fun, especially with the Atlanta um, afternoon set. I I do like that. My my Atlanta match that I went to was a nice afternoon one. It's it's just the best time to watch soccer, man. Yeah, that, I remember that. Uh, for me, I'm gonna be <laughs> honest. Uh, I'll give the the score prediction after I I go on this diatribe. But uh, yeah, it's <laughs> the afternoon. Okay, so I was. You know, I'm used to the Saturday nights now. I've, I have that scheduled out. Okay, you know, like, I've got things going on. And now, okay, on July 4th weekend, I mean, come on. Like, it's just rude. Like, on the afternoon, on a Sunday, like, some, some people got, like, plans and places to go. And it's in the middle of the day. You now, like, it was a travel day, like, uh, you know, in my head anyway that okay yeah i can you know go somewhere on sunday and uh come back on the fifth and it'll be fantastic nope gotta <laughs> like i love atlanta united football but come on just rude anyway okay diatribe oh, over man. <laughs> but uh yeah it's gonna be four goals i think for me but it's gonna be a 2-2 draw we we're just draw city and i will take that against philly uh, I don't know if it's like truly gonna happen, but I think it's more of like a, a hit and hope for me that <laughs> we can pull off of that. But uh, yeah, guys, let us know in happen. the comments below. But no, what were you about to say? No, I'll say anything can happen, man. Anything can happen. Yeah, no, it's true. So uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, guys, let us know in the comments below what you think will happen. Get your predictions in the comments. But uh, yeah, that pretty much does it. I mean, you have any last uh, thoughts on this match, and you know, anything that uh, you want to say? No, man. It's just it's always fun to 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 square off with Atlanta as always, man. You guys always like I talk about always, always, always have a great crowd. It's great atmosphere. Um, you know, I was hearing the other day. Obviously, a lot of talk about Messi, and you know, everyone talking about when Messi arrives in Atlanta, how crazy that would be, and. Um, I'm excited for Sunday, man. A Sunday, a little sun, Sunday afternoon showdown between the two, and mm -hmm. for the the best team, will uh, walk out with the win or points of some sort. So we'll see. Absolutely. We'll see, man. Or uh, probably, as I hope, uh, just the share of the points. So maybe <laughs> we can do that in the sport. We can do that in the sport. Exactly. Yeah, I, I will take that all day right now because we. Oh, man, it's bad. Anyway, but <laughs> John, always a pleasure. And uh, yeah, plug uh, plug where you know the good people can find you. Yeah, we are staying heavy with the union these days. We got special announcement. Obviously, we are rocking flyers here because it's the NHL draft here tonight. I don't know when people will watch, but it's NHL draft. Sorry for Lane. I know you guys don't have a team right now. I'm hoping you guys will, but yeah, I have special announcements coming out soon. We have a special show coming out for Philly Sports Talk. Excited to announce that's coming soon. But yeah, you need talk all the time. Find me on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. Find me under El Parcero Philly. 
but it's always a pleasure. Love hopping on with the, my my boys down in Atlanta and girls down with Atlanta United Fan TV. So I do appreciate it as always, and we'll we'll talk we'll talk again soon. We have another one this year. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, always lovely. And uh, yeah, man, you know, Thrashers part deux. So that might happen. <laughs> Bring them back. I know we need to. Anyway, all right, man. Always a pleasure. Appreciate you, man. Doop. That was John Zapata, aka El Parcero Philly. And uh, yes, so Michael, for you, your uh, starting 11 prediction, what do you have? All right, so I have Yakimakis as the tip of the spear. I have Wiley. I'm actually going backwards this week. That's right. You usually start with goalie, but uh -huh. we're starting with the tip of the spear today. Uh, we have Wiley on left wing. Almada is the 10 right in the center. Uh, Tyler Wolf on the right. Moving down the field, we got Ibarra pairing with Sajic. Um, Sosa's back and ready, but I still feel like this is our best one, and that's the one I'm going to want to see. Um, then we're looking at the um, left fullback with Gutman, then Abram moving over to the right, then Parata, and then Lennon, and leaving it off with the stalwart Guzan. Indeed, indeed. I mean, not our best 11, but pretty much the exact 11 that I have, and... Yeah, you know, it's kind of the best we got at the moment. And we just have to make do against a very, very strong Philly Union side, albeit without Andre Blake. But, uh, yeah, so getting into that score prediction then, what do you got? Uh, I think we lose this. <laughs> I think we lose this game. Uh, I think it's going to be like 2-0. Two, two, two to zero. I, I, Optimistically, I'd like to see a draw. But I feel like we lose this game in the the in the in the hemisphere of two to zero or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean it's four against six in terms of the Eastern Conference, uh, and yeah, they're a very strong side. I had uh, two two, but yeah, it is uh, it is very likely, unfortunately, with form that we're in and that diamond that is very difficult to play against for the Union, but. All right, but uh, guys, that is pretty much the episode except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, who else do you guys think should have maybe gotten a selection into the MLS All-Star game? Of course, Gigi and Almada have uh, been named, but uh, was there a snub for you in our roster? Let us know in the comments below. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. And for Michael, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.